Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. So we're back, Mr. Hemmings. We're back. Hey, uh, it's been a week since we talked to Deb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, have you been able to uh, think of more nature no. words? Uh, oh, na- okay. I thought you. Sorry, I thought you were going somewhere else. No, with no, that. no. I thought no, you no. were going like, to go. Uh, have you been making great inspirations in people's lives? And- but while well, you guys you guys talked about um, the B Corp movement and and uh, and you know, instead of being impactful, talk about inspiration. And I got to say, that was I think that's the perfect word. Yeah, and. <clears throat> When you say, I want to make an impact, that's a verb, right? Impact. Um, or I want to make an inspiration. I don't know if it's grammatically correct, or, but I, I want, like I, it. But what about I want to be an inspiration? Or if you make this decision, you will... Be inspired. Or be an inspirer. Okay, good. This is good. Now, I, here's... And so yeah. so, so our, our next guest is sitting, listening to us, and he's probably sitting thinking, what, what the, the hell did I get that? involved in? These guys, <laughs> where are these guys coming from? Well, in that case, Ron is going to have to listen to last week's episode. Yes. Ron Dornbosey, welcome to The Boiling Point, my friend. Hey, guys. I'm glad to be here. So, Ron, I'd like, um, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to get you to give us the honor of an introduction, but I, I will uh, start it out by saying, Uh, Telling Dave that we received a book from Ron. Mm -hmm. Ron is a thought leader in the space of Shred Claims. I don't know if Shred Claims are, uh, you know, if that's something in the U.S. as well, but Ron will tell us in a sec. Uh, I know a lot of our our, uh, uh, friends with uh, technology companies, innovation companies in Canada um, really use uh, the the Shred tax incentive to really help them grow their companies so they can continue to innovate and iterate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's yeah. and 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 thankfully got Ron on here because it is a complex for us for the for 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 the layman. It's very it's very complicated. And the and, fact that I called it Shred for many years uh, tells you everything as well. Yeah. <laughs> so and and so Ron, tell us a little bit about you know where how you've kind of are owning this space and 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 uh, your company RD3 and um, you know and just what got you into this. Give us give us a little preamble here. Uh, sure thing, guys. Uh, so uh, get back to what you're saying. Shred is kind of like the the common industry acronym for it. No one really calls it SRNED. You could, but it's just long winded, right? So everyone just says shred. Is it shreddable? What can we shred? That kind of stuff. So you're right on there. Um, so I guess you know. Long story short, um, I came from a family that uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of. Um, innovation type stuff is going on, but also from a family space that, you know, everyone saves everything. So, you know, no one can really find much, you know, everything is kind of always tied up. And, uh, your dad, my dad could say, Hey, go into the garage and go find this, go find that, you know, it's going to be on the take 10 paces in look to your left. There's going to be a basket on the second shelf. And in that basket will be whatever. Right. So that's kind of like my upgrading. <laughs> I lived in this crazy space like that. And then uh, she never find anything. Um, I did some machining work as a general machinist. I went into engineering and then as I'm starting to get more technical in my life, in my development, I'm coming in contact with more interesting innovation type things and, and I'm starting to find situations where companies that I'm working for are getting R&D tax credits. Um, at one point in time, um, 
you know, I, I moved with my wife to uh, to Windsor, Ontario, from Southern Ontario, like from Toronto area to Windsor. And at that point in time, I took a job full time as a SRVD um, practitioner. So essentially, what I was doing there is. Uh, writing the claims for other companies. And uh, it, was, it was kind of an interesting thing. And why don't we just stop there for uh, one second and <clears throat> explain to us what, what SRED stands for, but also a lot of the listeners might not even recognize or realize what this tax incentive is. Maybe you can just give us a quick overview of what uh, what SRED is. Sure thing. So so SRED stands for Scientific Research and Experimental Development. And so that's the uh, federal government of Canada's um, basically primary way to, to fund innovation throughout the company country. Sorry. So what you can get is they'll kick in some money for any sort of, uh, you know, development of a new materials device or process, or even the improvement of an existing materials device or process. So uh, essentially what, what they're looking for is that you're, you're trying to work to solve some sort of an uncertainty that there is no clear cut solution in, in readily available space. You can't just Google it and say, Hey, what's the answer to this problem? Right. And if that's the case, you need to kind of work and, and develop something, some new intellectual property, then you could be eligible. So um, there's the, the federal government usually kicks in about 35% for a smaller company. They're called the enhanced rate companies. And then it could go down to about 15% for a large international corp. And then every province and territory, for the most part, has other little kick-ins that they do to top up the money a bit more. Now, I'm going to flip it over to you, Dave. What, yes. uh, it, like you and I, we're not really working in heavily innovative technology uh, and scientific research areas, but we are building innovative companies. What, what, what was the application for you? And maybe, maybe Ron can help uh, in, in guiding some of your inspiration. Yeah. Well, I think, sure. so for, first, um, as you're, as I'm listening to you, you know, it sounds, and this is, and, and I, I'm not as nearly as knowledgeable as I'd like to be on, on the topic. Um, but would it be fair to say, Ron, that, that um, it's, 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 you know, relatively subjective, you know, what would be kind of shreddable and what's not? Or, or maybe it's how it's articulated properly to to someone who would actually um, be responsible for for you know uh, endorsing a claim. Uh, there is a little bit of subjectivity in there, and I think if you were to talk to other shred practitioners and consultants and and even CRA people, that's kind of the number one complaint. I think is that what I believe is is shreddable. Like I believe that what I'm working on in my particular project definitely meets the qualifications and the requirements of the program, but someone on the other side may not. And so there can be debates back and forth on that, right? And so, and um, so how, how as, a order, cons, as a consultant, how, yeah, sorry, you're probably going to answer the question I'm going to ask, but I'm just, because it'll tie into what I, what I think Greg was asking me, because I'm in a coaching business and like, how could, how can anything possibly be yeah. shreddable? But, um, but, but what, so how do you help make that case as a, as a, as a shred practitioner, like for a company? Sure. Well, what we look for is um, we could you start by kind of asking the the customers and clients and say, tell us like a real nightmare job. What what is something that you got yourself into that had you know some serious challenge, some serious problems that it just didn't go the way it was supposed to go? Because um, shred is is an interesting beast all of its own, right? Like you need to have money, you need to be eligible, right? Show eligibility, and once you have an eligible idea or project, you need to be able to quantify it with money to really make it worthwhile. Mm. So say you're going to come up with some sort of fantastic new, you get to some great idea, some sort of fantastic new, whatever, materials, device, or process, and you you make it and it just works. It works no, with no problems because you just, the way your vision was just happened to be perfectly what it needed to be. Yeah. That may be an eligible shred project, but if we can't really allocate much time to it, it doesn't really make sense to file. 
conversely, you may have something like in, in your business there where um, it doesn't really seem you're not manufacturing any hard object. You can't show me something that I can touch, feel, you know, um, but somehow you developed a new process perhaps, right? And uh, right. that process and the development of that, if there's no clear cut vision, how to get from one side of it to the other, and there's tons of struggles along the way. And uh, then we getting into kind of more scientific type stuff. Like you're starting to have ideas and hypotheses and you're testing things to try to make it work. Now you're kind of getting into the realm of what could be should. Right. And so as a, as a consultant, when you start talking to uh, like a potential claimant, what we do is we, yeah, we say straight up, Hey, what was a, what was a serious problem? What was something that you struggled on? What did you lose money on? Um, what was a nightmare for you? And perhaps in hidden somewhere in those, those discussions, we'll find some sort of a pocket of eligible SRID activities. Well, so like, so, okay, thank you. That's really, that's, that's, and I guess that's the, the advantage of hiring someone like yourself or, or RD3 is to, to walk through it because it's a, it, it is um kind of a, I'm going to call it a murky area. Like it's kind of, it's confusing unless you, you, you have that knowledge and, and expertise that you would bring, Ron. Uh, at least that's my perspective on it. And, um, so and and I'm just thinking there's a and I listen having having explored it a little bit and and I was excited to talk to you today is that is that I would say without even knowing you know exactly how you deliver your service I would say anyone that's interested in learning more should talk to someone like Ron because there's so much available that we're unaware of mm-hmm. and you might be doing something so so one of the things we're doing uh, exploring is um and and it's it's a it's a it goes a little bit away from from our well not a little bit quite a bit away from uh, our core business but it's essentially having a digital coaching platform so so it and that helps people with total health okay and it's it's incorporating okay. this concept called behavioral engineering and there's this white paper written by uh, one of my uh, business partners dr bill howitt and it's around how do we help people um, have stronger adherence to um, you know, uh, wellness as an example is a big topic like that. And if you could create, um, essentially a system that helps people, you know, create a baseline for themselves and in these different areas where they see their total health and then, and then a program that actually helps them, um, you know, uh, you know, help work on their finances, work on their relationships, um, work with body, you know, like their physical fitness, um, you know, but it's a complex thing and there's a lot to it. Um, and it, from what I've heard and what we're, we're hearing from people that in your space, Ron, it's, it, it actually fits nicely with what, what could be, you know, I'm going to call shreddable without knowing else how to Is describe it. Is it because this doesn't exist right now? It, it, as far as we know, it doesn't. <clears throat> Which means you have to innovate and iterate, and right. yeah. Do, does that work uh, uh, from your perspective, Ron? It's talking to a client like Dave with a new innovation to yeah. to pretty much scale his his coaching business. Yeah, like that that could be a good possibility. And one thing that you said there was that it's not available to other people uh, or through other. You can't just buy it off the shelf. That's not necessarily a requirement for Shred. What's what matters is that it's readily available to you. So I I may have exactly to the T the software you're looking to develop available, right? And I could license it to you, but I want a million dollars a month to license it to you, right? And that's that's not really a feasible amount of money. So okay, you're gotcha. forced then to develop it yourself, right? right? Oh, that's interesting. And so it's, Hmm. So yeah, it's it's possible that we'll see in industries, you know, literally places right across the road from each other are developing almost exactly the same thing because they just they they're not willing for whatever reason to have a collaboration or share that knowledge that they have, and that's fine. That's that's part of business, and 
you know, imagine that you had, uh, you know, like the magic recipe for some, like for a Coke. And I said, Hey, I'd like to have your recipe for Coke so I can make my own brand of Coke. What are you going to tell me? Right. <laughs> I think, here's what I get there. So it's exactly the same thing. I'm forced then to develop my new thing. So with you guys in this kind of a digital system, um, what excites me in terms of possible shreddable activities in there would be the concept of developing some sort of like a hypothesis on how this is going to be executed. You know, I can, I can hire a computer programmer to basically program anything I want, but they, they can't program anything unless I give them that direction. So the angle we need to look at for something like this is what is your vision? How is this going to work? How is it going to be all tied in? And that's kind of a hypothesis. How fast does it need to be? What kind of information needs to be gathered and how should that information be, um, be used together? Like what sort of equations or, you know, um, algorithms or what kind of stuff needs to happen? That real, the real meat and potatoes of how it works. Right. That's your shred. Right. Okay. Right? Well, and so, you know, what's so interesting about that is, and, and obviously I'm, I've been too, um, sitting in this place for too long. Cause I'm just like, as you're describing this, I'm like part of the, part of the evolution of this is a user experience to give us feedback to help us understand how to change a rules engine that sits in behind and helps um, create a different user experience, right? So it, it actually is dependent yep. on um, where it fails in terms of its growth and evolution, which is kind of interesting, right? Because it is, at, in its essence, a theory, um, you know, and well-placed theory, and, and it has some, 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 some good rigor around some of the research that would, would help back it up. Um, but we don't know what we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how some people can, you know, how in terms of this whole concept of it here. So anyways, it just... It just um, um, so what you're describing, actually, you know, it, it reminds me of how, how closely a lot of this fits, I believe. Yeah, we have to be careful, though, that there are some excluded activities in, in SRN activities that they, they, they really want to focus on, like kind of like science and engineering type things. That's why it's called the scientific research, which is kind of like the, what we envision, you know, the people wearing white lab suits and, you know, developing something that they don't really have any defined um, use and game use for it. And experimental development, which is where most people fall into, which is what is exactly what you're describing, right? You, you've taken a stab at it. You have a, a logical starting point based on all your research and your background. And then uh, based on the feedback you're getting, you are making new ideas, new hypotheses to test, to, to try to improve. And you have some sort of hard numbers, metrics that you're trying to get. So that that's a, makes a good scientific type uh, argument there, right? Yeah. But, uh, the shred program does have some some limitations where you can't like we can't uh, be claiming um, certain activities that could be related too closely to uh, like psychological studies and stuff like that. So okay. we want to make sure that we're not we're not including things like you know I feel more willing to to use your software if the background is blue, right? Like that doesn't make any sort of shred sense, but. If you give me feedback, or if I give you feedback about your software and say, hey, I, I used it, but um, I found that um, the way my responses to section three were kind of run through the rules system and spit back out, it, it was disheartening and I don't want to use your software anymore exactly. for some reason. Yeah, right, right. right. Or now, I got too much so information, it's, kind of like, it's overwhelming or whatever it might be. Yeah, it could be something like that, but again, we want to stay away from kind of like the, the human interaction type stuff and go more towards the serious um, science behind it. Okay. Ideally, like, so if we could get, like, um, if you're, if you're the rule system and the logic in the background can spit out 
um, you know, some sort of a, a meaningful um, result or conclusion like, say, hey, you know what you really need is you need to um, have a vacation or you need to read this book or you need to have, if you were able to um, you know, research into a little bit of some field of whatever, you'll become a much better rounded person. And here's why. And that's what your rule system and that's what the logic and the idea in the background is generated. Mm. Then there could be a, a good pocket of shred in there to develop how all that works and how it all brings together the information. This is cool. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, no, I know, but I mean, you're so interested in this topic that you you wrote a book. Yeah, that's what I, w- I wanted to talk more of the, uh, the thought leadership side of sure, it. Like, yeah. like, I know, like, for example, our friends at Deloitte and EY, all of, you know, they, they do a lot of, a lot of shred as well. I, you're the first yep. uh, particular shred uh, expert that I've, that I've met. Yeah, I think there's a really neat space for you to be in. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess kind of what, what, what along the book was um, after I do a project or anyone on my team does a project, we kind of, we meet with each other. We talk about what happened and what we thought was good and bad and ugly. And then we also try to talk to the clients a bit too and say, Hey, how can we improve? And then I started to kind of build a list, you know, it's okay. This is kind of common reoccurring questions over and over again. Right. And so the, what, what became a book was really, supposed to be a pamphlet and then that pamphlet became more of a booklet and that booklet became more of a you know just kept growing and growing and growing as things were um as more information was being added to it and so essentially what i I ended up doing there is is kind of creating an interesting primer that uh, that goes with what information the free information that's available from the cra so our, our friends at the cra canada revenue agency um scientific Research Experimental Development Division have a whole series of tools that they've designed to eliminate me, right? Which is fine. Uh, <laughs> they want you to be able to to do it yourself as a business owner, right? Um, and that's the idea. That's how the program is supposed to be originally envisioned, right? But it's it's complex and it, it's difficult, and that's why and, and time consuming like practitioners as well. It is. That that is a comment that I've I've uh, received more than once from companies who have, who have tried to do it themselves on on from the onset, and just trying to understand where where do you even start, where do you dig your your heels in, what do you do, right? It's they'll spend hundreds of hours to get you know a, a small return, and it's not worth their time. So, based on what I knew for free from CRA, so they have something called a. Um, uh, a pre-claims review process. Essentially, that is, you could say, here's my idea, here's my hypothesis. I think this has potential to be shred, but I don't know. So you can call our friends at the Canada Revenue Agency and they'll send out a technical advisor and a financial advisor within your space, within your field. And you literally sit down together. It's totally free service. And you go through everything, your ideas, how you're going to document things or what you have documented already, where your starting point is, where your endpoints are, all these thoughts and feelings. And uh, they'll give you a non-binding decision, kind of, or not decision, but an opinion, right? And they'll say, we think that, you know, the first part you talked about isn't really a great fit, but the second part, now that's awesome. I was really focusing on that. Um, other systems they have for free is, you know, they have several different manuals and things, and they also have a, um, a PDF form called the SALT tool, self-assistance learning tool. So you kind of go through and you can begin to write your own shred claims using that tool. So using that information, knowing that's available, I tried to kind of fill in the gaps in the background with uh, this book. That's kind of Ron, in, in your in your opinion, um, as uh, and Greg pointed out, like being a thought leader in this particular space, how many 
you know, like maybe let's maybe if we focused on kind of small medium enterprises, right? Are do you sure. feel would be and I I know you probably don't have an exact figure, but just you know kind of roughly, how many do you think are missing opportunities? Um, to 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 actually get shred claims and 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 actually, which you know, essentially helps them, you know, grow and develop their business, right? Yeah. Um, well, we know across the country there's you know several hundred thousand small businesses, right? And the CRA occasionally issues statistics, and they'll tell us that it, you know the numbers go up and down, but we can pretty safely assume it's about twenty com- twenty thousand companies a year that are getting benefits from the shred program. So it's a relatively small number. Um, I think that almost every business has, you know, at some point in time throughout their years, will have some sort of an opportunity to file the shred claim. But the big uh, setback that'll, or holdback that'll affect people is the, I guess, the financial value of it. If I'm going to go through the trouble to, to write it all up and to, to do it and file it, um, and I'm only going to get back $100 or $200, does it really make sense for the use of my time, right? And the answer is probably no. So that's that's kind of a big holdback is people trying to understand how to quantify it and and uh, and whatnot. What would be so? What would be and, and we're just we're kind of um, uh, at the end of this our, our time together with you. But what like how I guess a couple things. How could someone? What advice would you give to to a business owner about you know maybe quickly being able to size up and see if they want to spend the money to even just understand if if this is available to them? Like that would be the first part of it, and the and the second would be just you know how do they get in touch with you? Um, get more information. Get your book potentially. All that kind of thing uh, sure um so you can call like i'm not alone there's many many shred practitioners as you mentioned you know the big accounting firms and there's all kinds of other uh, firms you could just google it and you'll see all kinds of different people contact someone i think everyone in in the shred space has kind of like a free introductory five minute whatever 10 minute half an hour whatever service where they'll talk to you and they'll get to know you a little bit and and figure out really how does your ideas and your innovations fit and does it fit yes or no Again, you could go to the CRA and they offer those free services. They'd be more than happy to come out. Uh, we're finding that as of late, the CRA is really pushing education. So they'd be more than happy to come out and see you. Even if you're just a startup, you know, a mom and pop, and you have an idea you think you might be eligible, call them up. They'll come out and it's free and they'll, um, they'll let you know. By the end of that meeting, it's probably, you know, an hour, two hours. You have a really good idea if it's worth your while to move forward. Um, oh, now, for me, yeah. if you want... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. We we're going to go right there. <laughs> How people can get in touch and <laughs> okay. get the book and everything. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, yes, rd3.ca is my uh, primary consulting website. And uh, based on the feedback from some of our clients, we've developed kind of an a la carte menu for SRNED services, which uh, is at diyshred.com. Um, there you can see a link to get the book. It's available on Amazon. Uh, .com, .ca, all those places. You could just type in uh, my last name, which you get from the website, I'm sure. And uh, if you want to meet me in person on Saturday, March the 26th at 1 to 4, I'm at the uh, the Chapters Indigo right by Research in Motion on 135 Gateway Park Drive in Kitchener. And I'm uh, having a meet and greet with people who want to buy the book there too. That's awesome. Good for you. And uh, what, what town do you live in? I live in Cambridge, Ontario. But okay. uh, we kind of service, we drive around, right? So we, we go all over southern Ontario. The Cambridge Winterhawks. Nice, Dave. Nice. Um, uh, Shade Street Arena. I loved it. <laughs> we got a hockey player here, uh, nice. Ron. Um, nice. Ron, are you, you're, are you relatively close to um, Guelph? Yeah, Guelph is maybe a 25, 30-minute drive. Okay, no well, you and I are going to hook up for a beer because I'm coming, whatever the night before April 1st is, is that March 30th, March 31st? I don't know. We're, we're screaming our, screening yeah. our film, The Millennial Dream, in Guelph. And you got to come. You got to come check it out. 
yeah, check it out at millennialdream.com if you want to see what it's all about. But uh, yeah, you should come out, man, and uh, check out. We can meet in person, and then you can you can get up and uh, you know in front in front of the audience at the end of the Q and A and tell everybody about Thread. (laughs) That would be good. It'd be perfect. I invite that. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, it's an awesome opportunity. Thank you so much. Let's just stay in in touch on email, and if if there's any way that uh, we can meet in person, I'd be welcome. And Ron, thank you for helping Greg with his geography, Ontario geography. (laughs) Listen, I I went to school in Welland, Ontario, and I'm very familiar with Hamilton and Toronto and Etobicoke and all this. But and and Guelph is is Grand Bay near Saint John. We just get out of here, (laughs) jeez. Uh, Ron, it's a pleasure to talk with you, man. And you know, thanks for reaching out to us too. Thank you. And actually, I guess here's my last question for you: is uh, sure. How did you stumble upon the boiling point? Because we we found so many interesting listeners from around the world who are who are connecting with us, and I'd, I'd love to hear this too. It, it helps inspire Dave to keep pushing through. You know, uh, sure. Um, I'm, I'm I'm interested in innovation and new ideas and inventions, and I was on the Dragons Den website, and I saw you on there. Fantastic. That yeah, I've got a big and, smile. And, and, and you did, yeah, you didn't, we didn't scare you off. So thank you for coming on. <laughs> um, really appreciate no it. Um, it's a really important topic for, and I hope that uh, that you know I know, and you know what, certain listeners will just will gravitate right to this podcast because it's so, such a murky, unknown place. So thanks for helping get you know get some clarity. Get some clarity. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it. And uh, and enjoy meeting Greg. Maybe I maybe he'll invite me on the road trip. You should come with me. That'd, That'd be, be great. Fun. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> right on, right, Ron. Take care. Thanks so much. Take care. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. 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 Um, you know, it's nice. Uh, nice to have someone. Like, nice to know there's people out there that are that are actually really committed to helping people through uh, this kind of crazy thing called shred. And and I and I, I kind of was probably expressing a little bit too much interest in it. Um, because, but I'm just right in it right now, Greg. And, uh, man, it is, it is, um, I hear so many different things. So, you know, to have someone like Ron helping out, uh, helping you out or people knowing that there's, there's a, there's a crew of folks doing that is fabulous. Yeah. And you're free to get, um, I happen to have. (laughs) Pretty good on the Ontario geography, okay. But you you can throw me into the bus pretty much any state, uh, you know, uh, you know, south of the border. Um, I'm not so good with Quebec geography, so you'll you'll get. You're me also back. horrible at Grateful Dead uh, history. Yes, as well. this is true. And see, um, this is my this is me just feeling bad about making fun of you. So I well, um, you know what? In the last couple of weeks, you haven't thrown me under the bus too much. You did once <laughs> with Christy O'Leary a few weeks ago. What did you, I, you, you did told I me that? to let her let her speak or something. <laughs> But, you know, I did that oh, to you. Oh, you did it to me. You got I me. I did that to you as well, so it's all good. All right. Uh, okay. What's your takeaway, man? My, my takeaway is is this. It, it, it's, it's less of a takeaway than more of an inspiration. I am in a business that isn't really seen as, you know, innovative, scientific, et cetera. Uh, but we need to actually look at ourselves that way. Is what, what sort of innovative processes are we working on um, that are, you know, helping us excel? and become global exporters of awesomeness, you know? And if we look into this, maybe, just maybe, we are shreddable. And I don't even know if if, if, uh, if shred exists on the, in the U.S. or not, if they've got something similar, I don't know. But um, having this type of incentive that is really encouraging people, you know, companies to be more innovative and, and you know, pushing the scientific uh, limits. Yeah, well, and, and you know what? Government does have a role to play in helping business so i mean that's this is a great example it just if they could make it less confusing that would be wonderful. <laughs> on that note we'll see you next week dave see you in guelph thanks for checking out this episode of boiling point remember to rate and subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter at boiling point pod to see more from dave vale check out leadershipunleashed.ca 
or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.